Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bayo Bev, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No nigga this allowed me, positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy Never think about the drop, never ever ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. I'm MKT. It is a weekend when Chelsea made made a lot of people happy, but then unhappy at the same time because we all know Man United fans were waiting to pile on and actually have an enjoyable weekend for once. Speaking of which, one of these heathenous human beings is actually here with me, a man who is going through the most right now. Portugal are going to the World Cup, but Manchester United are back. Ladies and gentlemen, Paulo Diaz. Paulo, what's happening? Manchester United are back where? <laughs> they got the big draw against back Leicester. Back of the line. <laughs> so, bit of a ding-dong week for you, Paulo. Portugal, World Cup, hysteria, obviously. Then Cristiano Ronaldo goes, I'm too old to play two, three games in a week. Forget that. He had the poops. Oh, is that what happened? Oh, apparently. That's what he says. He's, he's, got, he's got the poops. What he's got to admit is that Father Time he gets everyone. Gets all of us. You're the great Cristiano Ronaldo. You are the LeBron James of football. But Father Time comes for all of us. He put all of his eggs in the Portugal basket. Fair enough. Fine. Fair enough. So, roller coaster ride for you. World Cup and then boom, Leicester. No, the roller coaster was going, oh, Manchester United are playing again. <laughs> that was the roller coaster because it's international breaks. Like, I feel like Luke Shaw, right? Like, my shirts don't fit like they used to. But I'm like, oh, I need to go away with my international team to feel love because my club team yeah. is not fun. So I'd rather be international. So, like, I go Portugal, yeah. international is fun. Yes. It's like a little bit stressful, but I feel alive again. I know what you mean. Then Manchester United is like, oh, oh that's, that's what this feels like. And it's not a good feeling, man. What a time. I, would, I would rather be terrible. I'd rather be terrible than just meh. Because it's the hope that kills us. Manchester United. You know yeah, I, mean? I do know what you, you know mean. Because I mean? it's the hope that kills us. No, it's the, there's not even hope. There's no hope. What are you hoping for? Bruno Fernandes, big contract. Yeah, give it to him. Fine, he deserves it. He's been carrying like football clubs for four years now. Interesting week for Man United because I was just thinking... Why, don't, why not get the manager in the international break, is what I was thinking. Mm. Like, get the guy, announce him. It happens all the time. Like, it's not Jose Mourinho we knew at Chelsea way before. Like, get the guy in now, because the season's over, right? Like, you, top four's the, the done. Se- the season was over when they appointed an interim. That's when they basically said, look, whatever happens this year, it's this glorified stock take. Yeah. It's to figure out what we're going to do going forward. And... Um, Everyone just knew. I think everyone just switches off. And while you kind of still got an FA Cup to play for, and now that everything's fallen away, it's like, why are we even listening to you? Okay, you're going into some weird consultant role for a little while. And it's not even like they would get in the international break, because even last week, Luis Enrique pops up. His yeah. name pops up. They go, oh, maybe we could get him. You know, so it's just a lot of disjointed thinking that a new manager doesn't change. Sure. You know, and now people are throwing up things that Ragnick is saying about the players and the mentality. Mourinho now is saying that five years ago, and they say, well, look, he said it first. Yeah. Which he was right. You know, he just because just you don't like what a person's saying doesn't mean they're wrong. Sure. And um, he, the, the manager, the man on the touchline, is the smallest problem to solve at Manchester United. Like, if he brings his, whether it's Ten Hag, 
who it looks likely to be. Because even that's not even clear. Yeah. Because it's still maybe Pochettino, you know. If Ten Hag brings his whole Ajax team, yeah, that's cool. Because there's new mentality. There. I got you. There's a mentality stinks. Bunch of prima donnas there. It's not their fault. Paul Pog was saying, well, it's not me. Luke Shaw saying, well, it's not me. And that's what it is. It's no one's fault. It's yeah. not them. No, of course it's not. It's not them. You know, the majority of the squad have seen of three managers now. You know, the majority have seen of three managers. Obviously not them. No. No. No, no, no. It's got to be. can't be us. Here's my thing that, that's also interesting is that I, I heard someone saying, just play the youngsters now. And I go, you can't do that anymore because what does that say to other stars that come? Because, you know, now footballers are so sensitive is that if you turn on Paul Pogba, he speaks to the next guy. Like, unfortunately, you can't just make them train with the reserves because it doesn't work that way anymore. I think 90s, early noughties, maybe you get away with that. The footballer today, they're all mates now. I mean, what was so weird for me after the Leicester game was to see, like, United players smiling because I remember a time <laughs> United, play, United would, would win and they'd be having a go at each other after a win. And that was so weird. It was like, it's so tone deaf to be at Man United and be doing the... But they're all mates now. Like, it's a different time now. You can't just turn on players because they're so soft and they all have the same agents. There's no accountability in that squad. And anybody that Paul Pogba's got an influence over, I don't, they must not come. Right? So anybody that Paul Pogba can influence whether they come or not, that's not a person worth having in the club. So, so that, that's one thing. In terms of the, the youngsters, like, but why not? We've got two youngsters. Hannibal and, and, and um, Garnacho. Mm-hmm. They play for the countries, Argentina and Tunisia. They played more for the senior international team and they haven't made their Man United debuts. I think Hannibal has. I'm not sure. Let, but what? They're worse than Lingard. <laughs> Jay Links. You, you know what I mean? The man dip. It, it's all over. And the reason that you say the United players smiling, whatever, who calls them to task? Yeah. Who do they answer to? They've not been scared of a manager since Mourinho and they got rid of him. So we don't want to live that way. So who holds him to account? Who goes to him, that's not the right thing to be doing. You drew at home to Leicester. You should have lost. Yeah. Should have lost because that, that wasn't... It wasn't I, a foul. I don't, know, I don't know what they found wrong with that goal. Yeah. Should have lost. But Tom a red card? Yeah, 100%. Should have been a red. 25 years old, the guy can't pass. They treat... McTominay falls into the Lingard zone. Promising. Yeah. At 25, you're not promising, my guy. You're a Scotland international... You, you must be at closing on a hundred odd games for United. Sure, at least you're not promising. Twenty five's old in modern day football because you've been in the academy since what? Yeah, twelve. You've you know, had your ten. Yeah, people speak like McTominay like he's this prospect. British protection. It, it yeah. definitely does happen. Like, like I'm not anti-British because I love Mason Mount. I mean, I'm a Chelsea fan, but I, I like the new British. Uh, they, they, they've got a nice young mm. crop. Bellingham. I'm not protecting him. He's We'll see what happens when he comes to the Premier League. I mean, Joe, you, yeah, yeah. You, you, well, we saw it, Sancho. You know, I, and it's the same thing that I always felt with Sancho is that like you only saw him in Dortmund when he did well. Yeah, you only saw the highlights, and maybe because he had a highlight every three games or so. We were, oh, this guy's tearing it up! Great, hold the point there. So, I wanna, uh, everybody's telling me about um, Eric Ten Hag, right? I quickly want to tell you how real life works. Um. Because I've seen this quite a lot. You know, I'm 36 pretty soon. Um, but I've heard a lot of guys make this mistake. A lot of guys make this mistake. They see the girl crying at the party quite often. And they go, oh, if she was with me, I would treat her. I've seen this a lot. Right? I've seen this a lot. 
It's like nobody ever goes, why is she always crying? Is she potentially part of the relationship problem? Guys always say, oh, if she was with me, I would solve the problems, right? Listen, here's how real life works. If somebody is constantly in an emotional situation, they're a part of it. And what you have to ask yourself is, do you really want a part of that? Or are you just saying, as Paolo, seeing the highlights? Because maybe when you get behind closed doors, she's a mess. She's a drunkard. She's emotional. People always say, I can change her. Let me tell you something. People don't change. And football clubs are living, breathing thing. And as Paolo said, I think he raised a great point right now. Moyes, Jose, Van Gaal, Oli. Now it's Ranić. I mean, the Ranić thing's been a disaster. He's, he's not a disaster. We know he knows how to make football clubs work. He's not the disaster. At some stage, the crying girl at the party six months later, and she's always crying. Somebody needs to say, what's wrong with her? Nobody ever says that. It's, I can change her. Guys make this mistake all the time. Let me tell you something. People don't change. People don't change. Stop trying to change people. Paul Pogba is who he is. Luke Shaw is who he is. McTominay is who he is now. I'm sorry. I've been saying this to Man United fans for how long now? But Ten Hag mustn't make this mistake. If Moyes, Jose, Van Gaal, Oli, and Ranić couldn't fix this squad. If I'm Eric Ten Hag, I come nowhere near this thing. And the thing about people, except this now, folks, the average lifespan of a manager in the Premier League is two years now. Stop rushing into jobs. People are going to get fired. Don't worry about that. These billionaires are more impatient than ever now. If I'm Ten Hag, wait it out. Man City aren't going to keep Pep Guardiola forever. That's the job you wait for. Why are you going to Manchester United? Why? Listen, in life, you want to work smart, not hard. Why do you want to work hard? You've done the hard work. You've already got an inflated uh, reputation, which can happen at Ajax, let's face it, right? Why would you want to go to Man United now? The crying girl at the party who was probably good looking in high school. She's 26 now. She still drinks too much. She thinks she can still get away with it. That's Man United living off high school days. If you're Eric Tanhag, stay well away from that. I might even say go to PSG first because they're going to probably get rid of Neymar. And maybe you're going there at the right time to control the narrative yourself. Do not go to Man United. It is a mess right now. And for guys like Ten Hag, right, we've seen it. We've seen it. We saw it with uh, Silva. He took the Everton job at a terrible time. Everybody said he's the next one. Listen, Chelsea were on the, uh, on the decline, right? And Portuguese royalty, he took that job with his ginger beard. Um, what's, what's my guy's name again? Villas Boas. took the job at the wrong time. It was chaos at Chelsea. He came in and he tried to do too much. And it was chaos at Chelsea, what United are now. And it ruined, I believe, it ruined his career. Because, again, players talk. And then it was Tottenham. And then it was never the same again. If I'm Ten Hag, I stay well away from this thing for now. The Man United job will come around again in four years' time. Go to PSG. Go and learn at a, at a slightly higher level than Ajax. And go and deal some egos out of the limelight. The Premier League's a nightmare. You don't want... Because Eric Ten Hag, I know all of a sudden he's Fergie. He's not. He's still learning his craft. He's still learning his craft. There are very few Wunderkind, right? Nagelsmann is once in a lifetime, and we may never see that again. Ten Hag is older than Pochettino. <laughs> they talk about him as young. Still. You know what I mean? He's older than Pochettino. This is not an up-and-comer. And why would he take the job now? Because guys get obsessed. What if it never comes around again? Are you crazy? No, Football is... jobs come around all the time now. Right? They come around. How long is Jürgen going to last at Liverpool? 
you know, already there's stories about the the dressing room, unsure about him. What are his credentials? Already, that's come out. He hasn't even been appointed. Yeah. Who is he? What is credentials? I, I said last week that's going to happen. Yeah. Your point to PSG goes exactly, okay, well, right, you're only winning in the French League, but you're still winning a league. You're managing superstar egos. Maybe you're not managing them well, yeah. but at least you can go, oh, well, this guy worked with Neymar, this guy worked with whoever he worked with. I can give him, you know, he knows what I need. 100%. And basically, any player that doesn't want Ten Hag that is hurt saying, not sure about him, I don't care, you're out. You're out. Because you look at, Arteta has played a blinder at Arsenal. Yeah. Got rid of the egos. Yep. You're out. You're done. I, I, I don't want you in his back. Who's going to back Ten Hag? Who's going to back him? Because they're talking. They're, oh, I'm not sure about this guy, whatever. You're not sure. You're gone. No new contract. But that won't happen. As a Man United fan, are you patient enough to say this is going to take three years? Because actually, Arsenal are ahead of the curve. I said five years. I could see what Arteta was doing. Get rid of the Ozil. You know what I mean? I thought he did brilliantly. He played a blinder to get rid of Aubameyang, right? Is that, are Man United patient enough to go... You probably can only get rid of because the contracts are so monstrous as well. Yeah. I didn't realize how big some of the contracts are. Like, how do you get rid of one Bissaka now? How? He's on 200,000 a week. Pogba's contract is still on the table. It's still on the table. It's still his design. It should be it's gone. It's gone. Forget about it. You don't play anymore. Done. What? If there was any power in that club, because eight games left, yeah. you haven't signed that contract really if there's any point to then kick you out. Stop playing. You're done. I'm not picking you anymore. You know, you know what I was thinking about Paul Pogba is it, it's almost so easy for people to defend or love him, right? It's like, for me, what I was thinking about is he's not a type of person you can tolerate. You know, some people you yeah. can, you know, you can take a friend sometimes to a party and you can just leave them. You know, they're going to mingle and, and work it. Whereas some people you, you, you can take to a party and you know, three drinks later, oh, it's going to go one of two directions. They're the life of the party or they've now done something which is going to get you kicked out. Pogba's one of those guys. You can't tolerate him. Like There's a lot of people who, who can just be amoeba. And, but Paul Pogba's personality is so big and everything that comes with him, it's either it must be going very well for him or you have to get rid of him, in my opinion. But I, I think, you know, there's that Paul Pogba social media persona. I think he must be like that. I think he must be a super likable guy. Yeah. I really think he's electric and energetic and good vibe and just a good guy to have around because it's the only way they talk because the football's not tolerated. Sure. Right? Yeah. So he must, like you said, that big personality, he really must fill a dressing room. Yeah. He has to. The players must back him because they would have ostracized him otherwise for this behavior. So he really must be a hell of a guy yeah. for them to put up with this because the football's not there. So it's probably good, probably good music. I don't know. <laughs> good. I don't know what it is. But so he, that personality must be yeah. really who he is. But you're right, it's their tolerance. Because I just, I know that personality type is he's going to take over whether you like it or not. And if that's what's setting the temperature for your, for your dressing room right now at Man United, that's a big worry at any club. And he's got the craziest thing about Pogba is he's got the biggest institutional knowledge in that football club. Him and Lingard, because, you know, forget, he's from the academy. 100%. And he's the oldest guy from the academy. So he's been there for a very long time. So institutionally, they want him around. He understands the Manchester United ethos from what it was. Yeah. So I think they put up with a lot of that because they go, well, this guy knows what it was like back then. And that's 100% why they brought him back. Because they go, well, we've gone to recreate it. Let's go get that back. And it's actually quite sad that someone like him and Lingard, that is our institutional knowledge. 
And th- that's such a great point. Then I have to come back to something was that the way it's being uh, sort of the narrative was he kind of ran from competition with Paul Scholes and unretired mm-hmm. Paul Scholes, right? Then you have to say to yourself, is he really a United player? Because what he should have done was gone, what? I can learn from Paul Scholes and play next season? Yes. Look, I remember that game. I 100% remember the game where he was overlooked and Ferguson played Raphael and I think Phil Jones in central midfield where Paul Pogba was available. Yeah. And that was, he cites it. That was the game. But Ferguson says, he wasn't ready. I didn't want him there. And Pogba says, that's the game I knew I was done. Yeah. And I remember that. And I remember going, what a minute, I think it was a New Year's Day game. I think it could even be a New Year's Day game. And I said, what, this kid's so much, such a big deal. Give him a game. We're playing Rafael de Silva <laughs> in central midfield, yeah. right? But for him to then leave and not take the challenge on, goes, you're a wastrel. And him basically pulling a glorified Winston Bogarda, which he's, he's done. Winston Bogarda at least had the decency to not show up. I'm with you. Pogba has never missed a day of training, never gone AWOL, never, not, never given a reason yeah. for anyone to turn against him. Because justified, what do the fans turn against him? Doesn't drink, he doesn't party. He's a pro. Doesn't talk, he is a pro. Yeah. Never steps out of line, but going, but guy, you've got no respect. But listen, he's obviously the leader of this kind of like NBA free agency type of football superstar yeah. that I think we're going to see more and more of. Yeah. You know, the, all these guys, they're not going to be signing this five-year contract anymore. And he's kind of going to be the leader of that. But it's like at our expense, at United's expense. And it's tough. Like you said, he, he seems like a nice guy. He's a pro. So it's hard to be mm-hmm. honest with nice people sometimes. It, it just is. And what you've got to admit is that he is mediocre. And look, he's had his chance now under so many different styles. And I'll always say this, right? Some people look like the guy. Some people are the guy. Very few people are the guy. And everyone's wanted to build around him. Even Mourinho, as he is the counter Mourinho player. Yeah. But even Mourinho went, I will build around you. Everyone has gone, I'll build around you. And I think the thing is the nice guy thing. I reckon every time he walks into the boardroom, big smile, yeah. friend, hugs, walks out, they go, what do we even have a problem with this guy? I love that guy. <laughs> I love this guy. We love him. Yeah, yeah. We all love the guy. Is he still single? I've got a daughter. Love this guy. Yeah. You know, how do we dis- But he's just been super pro. You, you know what's also hard, and I, I think I'm, I'm starting to learn it now, is winning's an ugly business. And Paul Pogba has to be the icing. That, that, like, unfortunately, that type of personality, you're not going to win over and over with that. The fun guy isn't how you win. He must be the icing. Like, think of all the great teams. Like, we can even start with United. Robson, Keane. That's where you start. You know, McClare. It's, it's got to be that, those ugly grinders. Think of the Chelsea teams. Terry, Carvalho, Makelele, Drogba. It's the spine. Like, at United now, Pogba is the sense of things. It doesn't work. Like, in business, it's not replicable to win with fun. It just isn't. And, and right now, it's Instagram time, right? A lot of youngsters will hate what we're saying now. Because Pogba is the perfect guy for what everyone wants to be. Good looking, stylish, whatever. It's like, bro, what happened without Vidal, Perlo, and Marquisio? Yeah. I hate to go back to that. Matuidi now is no longer with France. What happened? What happened when there was no Matuidi? I've always said, when they lose that guy, I, I love the rest of them. What happened when there was no Matuidi? Mm. Now there's no one to do the, the ugly side. And I'm afraid poor Pogba. And this idea that he's uh, like out of position, they've tried him in five Everything, positions now. Wherever he wants to play, <laughs> he's been put everywhere. 
Quarterback role, number 10, 8, 6. Wherever he wants to go, he's been put. You know, so it's it's wild, man. It's wild that so much of what we've done has been tied to him. Yeah. And so much of what we will do will still be tied to him. It's just that's the personality and the presence he is. But it's it's just that whole catalog of bad decisions. And it just goes back to the same thing, and I don't want to hark on about Fergie. He was never wrong about a player. 100%. I was going to say that. Never wrong. Never wrong about a player. He was wrong about Yapstam. Yeah, he was. Anyone he regretted. Yeah. And latterly said he didn't like the way it ended with Beckham. It was time to go. Yeah. But I didn't like the way it ended. You see, again, you know, the great Sir Alex Ferguson was so we, – we hated him so much from the outside. But it's almost like – you ever heard a guy say, yo, that guy's so whipped. Like if, 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 a, like if a woman's I was strong. I guys my Cypress Hill story earlier. Oh, yeah. No, that was – Shit was said about me. I, I can't wait to meet your wife and go, what in the world? It better – this is an electric uh, marriage. Cypress Hill story. Maybe we'll tell it another time because it's worth telling. The full story is worth <laughs> – cataloging but i don't want you to get divorced uh paulo is about to um to go away so i'd like you to yeah, we're going away for three weeks there's nowhere to hide yeah yeah for three weeks, so, so let's yeah. not tell the story now because no, then it makes her out. look bad not sure if she listens to the podcast i hope not because some of the stuff we say on you but you ever heard the guy that says oh bro you're so whipped actually what they're saying is i wish i wish i had that structure in my life that's actually what most guys are saying they'll never tell you that like i used to be that guy really what you're saying is I wish I had that structure in my life. But it's hard for, for the Oaks, the manor, to say that. Because Fergie was that guy. Was, no, here's the rules. It's very, very clear. You guys can go and say what you want. Here's how we do it. Ruud van Nistelrooy at his peak, probably after Trezeguet, for me, the deadliest striker you've ever seen. Touch to goal ratio, Ruud van Nistelrooy. Started getting loud. What did Fergie say? All right, there's the door. And don't even, don't even look back. Beckham, the biggest icon maybe sport has ever seen globally. At his peak, was there a bigger thing on this planet? The guy was, remember when uh, Beckham was revealing hairstyles? <laughs> you know, it, it's so easy to forget. And, and sometimes, you, like, if, if we look at people who listen to the show and they realize probably how young they were, you cannot overestimate Beckham's role. He truly took football into mainstream. Oh, yeah. He, like, nowadays, you'll see footballers around and you kind of know who the football. Beckham was the first guy that went hey, we're good-looking guys. We're glamorous. We're on the red carpet. Here's the first to, and not just footballers, all sportsmen. Yeah. There's no Lewis Hamilton without Beckham. You know what I mean? David Beckham made headline news. Remember, he hid his hairstyle when he shaved. It, was, it, it wasn't just in sports pages. <laughs> it was on Sky News that they Beckham... They following him around because he was wearing a beanie. Yeah. They're like, no. The speculation is he shaved his head. I and mean, it's wild. And then Fergie said, look, yeah, man. Yeah, you can take all of that. Take it to Madrid, not here. But man, that day was when Beckham <laughs> when he revealed the shave. Yeah. Remember the goal he scored? Yeah. Remember the free kick? He wins the game with a free kick. Banger. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what he did. And you know what? Actually, we'll finish off on this because David Beckham is such a good example. It, it, the, the lazy thing is to say Pogba and Beckham are the same guy. They really aren't. Because if you think about David Beckham actually on the, on the pitch, he actually was a workmanlike guy. You know, I, I was watching, um, there was a podcast this weekend with uh, Carragher, Roy Keane, and, and Gary Neville. And Roy Keane said, and they were talking about managers and all, who do this, the speculation, whatever, and they're all pretending they don't know what's going on. <laughs> and Roy Keane goes, you know, what I hear a lot about is style, this one's style, this one's style. He goes, we never spoke about style. We spoke about winning. Mm. It was about winning. That was our style. I was about to tell you how we played. I don't know how we played. We won. Yeah. That was our style. Yeah. 
And it's true. And, and, and you know, to, to, to that point, if you think of arguably the greatest football side of all time, and, and United were, I think, the Roy Keane performance against Juventus when he had Nedved and Zidane on a, as a one-man show in midfield. Those are two of the greatest, by the way, um, of all time. Two, two of the greatest of all time. And Roy Keane said, come here, let me show you how to do this thing. It doesn't matter if I'm not playing the Champions League final. That wasn't about style. But let's go to the Barcelona team to give you an example of ugly wins. Actually, Barcelona didn't win because of Ronaldinho and Messi and these guys. They were what Pogba should have been. I sing because really the winning was done. Carlos Puyol, mm. Valdez, Piquet, right? Daniel Alves, for all of his brilliance, is an ugly bastard I of a player. First. I win first. Think of that. You know the, the icing thing about it is that, and, and I wouldn't wish him on, I wouldn't even wish him on Liverpool fans. But we all know that Pogba going into this city or this Liverpool team takes him next level. Oh, yeah. He t- absolutely takes him next level. And we know that. But, but you have to get things right in life. Don't make the fun guy the cake. Make him the icing. Pogba is always best when he's the icing. Think of the – every time he's won, even at Juventus, I will die on this hill. He was the icing. So true. I'll tell you a story. You like doing relationship stuff. I do. It's like when you're doing wedding cake tasting. Yes. Right? Yeah. So now you go and now you, what's your wedding cake? So they never show you, you know what the, you want the cake to look at. And when they now bring you out the, what the inside of the, the, the flavors of the cake. Okay. Now you're there to tasting and you taste each one. You're there with your mom and your, your wife's mom and what? your bridesmaid. That's what you do. Is this how it works? No, you got to go and you got to, uh, it's, oh, this is great. And you, <laughs> you get the different pieces, you get the cake, right? Yeah. And you have the cake, mm, it tastes, and it tastes delicious. Mm. It tastes so good, right? Because it's just the, it's just the, the, the flavor. Yeah. Then when the day comes or the wedding day, oh, now they've put the icing on and there's beads and there's little flowers and there's like 10,000 rands worth of things on there. Yes. And you taste the cake, go, this tastes horrible. Is this even the cake I tasted? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Does my analogy make sense? No, you've nailed it. You know what I mean now? Because now you put everything else on. Because, but that was so nice. This isn't nice. The cake must work. The cake must. The whole cake must work. And sometimes it works better without the icing. It works better without the stuff. Leicester City. That's it. They won. (laughs) Poor Pogba. Listen, it's it's a crazy time. It's a it's a crazy time for me to be discussing Man United's job, and we're going. Ugh, guy shouldn't take it. One of the leading candidates shouldn't take it. No. Wow. What an incredible time. Ma- Manchester United. Hey, Paolo, um, I don't know if I told you I was in America. Really? Yeah. I Probably hasn't come up know, much. No, I just thought that you didn't like, pay your phone bill. Yeah. Oh, is that <laughs> so what? what I, I, like, I'm, I'm so far in debt with my phone company that even your, the incoming calls weren't coming in. Is that what you're thinking? That's what I thought. And then Ryan, I just thought he went back to Krugersdorf. <laughs> yeah, electric. electric. You know what I see the other day? Yeah. Have you ever seen that pastor? Uh, pastor John, Pastor Bill. That, he's like a cowboy dude. Afrikaans dude. Wears a cowboy hat. What? He has these sold out like stadium. South African guy. South African Tell guy. me everything uh, immediately. Pastor James. Pastor something like that, right? West Rand, surely. Oh, huge. But huge like fringe. Fringe, fringe, fringe. Love fringe, it. Fringe, right? And he has these sold out like old rancho ground type things what no no huge huge and he prays and it's like group prayer whatever and his next because i assume he hasn't been able to do these big things for a long time yes and now he can he can now go right so i'm gonna go take out he goes to like cricket stadiums and rugby stadiums so he's like joel osteen for but for the western oh what's his name i'll get his name right maybe in the break i'll go look for it yeah electric i forgot to share this with you guys all over krugersdorp all over krugersdorp big banner big um 
a mobile billboard yes. promoting this. Jesus Dorp. No. Oh, wait. You did share it with us. I shared with you guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that the guy? That's the guy. Jesus Dorp. Jesus Dorp. No more devil's Dorp. Jesus. So is that guy like the Joel Osteen of South Africa? He's, he's big, though. He's is it Joel Osteen? I keep... Yeah, yeah. I think it's... A, he, like, does all this group prayer thing, and, like, we must all pray at the same time. And Together. And like, 10,000 people into FNB, like, into soccer stadiums and things like that. Wow. Yeah. I need to... See, I, I, now I need to see... I need to investigate this guy. Jesus Dorp. Because what I want to do... I want to be one of the first people. Because you ever heard when conspiracy theories happen? People always say, oh, I knew from the beginning. I want to be that guy with this guy now. I, I want to look into him. How many wives does he have? Because, all right. I mean, let's not uh, speculation at the moment. Jesus Dorp. I'm into it. He's doing it, man. I'm, I'm into it. Paula, I'm into it. I'm totally sold. Jesus Dorp. I'm going to look it up. So that's what I thought happened to Ryan. I thought he just went very <laughs> deep into Kruger's Dorp. Yeah. He got lost in Jesus Dorp. And now he's so confused. Like, he's like, now atheist or I don't know what he's doing. So you were in America. I this was is, in America. We, we, yeah. So this is what happened. No, but hold on. Now you've brought up something else. Is for our international viewers, there are a lot of, it turns out there's other people in other countries who, who listen to this show and watch this show. Can you describe the West Rand quickly? Like, like, because I always give it like a fringe hard time, but I never really delve into the r- ridiculousity of, of what's going on out there. Um, because you've got family out there, so you, you actually know a little bit of texture. Uh, Devil's Dorp, that's one thing. But can you describe the West Rand? Like, I don't know how to give it an international context because I just sound like a northern suburbs yuppie. It's, you can't describe it. So if I have to say anything, that it's kind of where the West Rand is. You get the West Rand we know and then the real West Rand, yeah. which is basically <laughs> where all the, the gold rush happened. Yeah. Right? That's where – and all the mines are. Okay? But now – People didn't want to stay in the mines. They don't want to stay in that area because, you know, when there's a gold rush, everyone kind of comes. You go, oh, well, I want to move a bit out, and I kind of want to move closer to the city center. Sure. So this is kind of the middle ground between the city center of Joburg and the mines. And then it just kind of developed around there. you got all sorts there, all sorts. There's farms around there, so you've got farmers. Yeah. There's a lot of um, immigrant communities there. Lots of Portuguese, lots of Lebanese, lots of Italians out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good food. Uh, so good food. Uh, it's diverse. It's a cultural hot pot. And Ryan. Yeah, and, and people like Ryan. And there's a new golf course out there, by the way. We're, we're all, I like it when people with new money move into places like Lots golf of courses. New money there. Yeah. No, so, but, but it's new money that they've always lived there in the older areas, but money. Yes. But now they're kind of going to like the golf estates. Yes, and I like it because yeah. they're mixing with the yuppies now, and that's a disaster for them. Yeah, but it's not like, we're not talking corporate yuppies. <laughs> Everyone is self made. <laughs> You, you know what I mean? Yeah, Everyone yeah. is like, they like got factories. It's kind of like, like blue collar made good. Yeah, like he's a specialist in washes. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he's yeah. the number one seller of washes yeah. in Africa. You're not finding corporate guys there. No, no. no, no. Not, you're not finding by and large corporate guys there. No, they're too far from the CBD. That's right? true. That's yeah. true. Because corporate guys need the Ferrari yeah. near their yuppie friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ferraris. But they kind of need to go on the sand road sometimes. And they race them uh, going oh, to yeah. Hartis. I don't know if you've seen those guys. Those guys are insane, by the way. The guys, the exact guys you're talking about, race their Ferraris on Sundays going to Hartis. I don't know if I'm busting anyone here. Surely the police. No, no. got enough money. They know. That's fine. We know. Yeah. They know. Anyway, after the break, I want to tell you I was in America. I, 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 and I missed something more than you'll ever know. More than you'll ever know. All right, let's go to a break. MKT Shop.
So I was just telling Paolo about how uh, he didn't know, but I was in America because it, it doesn't really come up. Whatever. I spent a month there, LA, Philadelphia, Atlanta. I mean, whatever. I, I don't want to go on about it. Anyway, while I was there, I realized what my identity is tied to, actually, more than ever. Noah. <laughs> Do you identify as Trevor Noah? <laughs> Trevor Noah. It, it's funny. Everyone in America says that. Like, like that's the thing. Like, oh, you're from South Africa? Like, you're, you're black? You're South African? You must want to be Trevor Noah. Like, no. No, I don't. The guy's Swiss. He's half Swiss. I'm not half Swiss. Trevor Noah's whole thing's confusing me, right? <laughs> because when he left here and first goes there, like, short hair, speaks like, you know. Like oak or what? Like polished, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, then does lockdown and he's doing the, the show, wearing hoodies, lets the hair grow out. And his whole persona's kind of changed now. What's he doing Making, now? Like, like South African jokes at the Grammys. Yeah, his whole vibe's changed now. So is he joking about South Africa or is he... He made a joke that South Africans can get. Yeah. But he's done. He never comes back here. Forget you, about it. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> Trevor Noah never goes back. He goes back here to buy like two weeks in Cape Town when he like has his. his has he got the green card yet? Oh, surely he's got to have got. Yeah, the rich guy green card. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. No, I mean, he owns a uh, doesn't he own apartments in like Central Park? Guys on like forty million dollars a year. I read that. He lives there. in the Friends Coffee Shop. Good for him. Good, Good for him. him. But his whole vibe's changed. Really, I'm all, I'm all for it because he was like super neat, and it's like, and now he's like a little bit more cash. Like he's wearing a t-shirt and a jacket. On the show before it was just like suits. He, he had a fallout with Kanye West. Oh. And that wasn't his style. Like Trevor was never a confrontational guy. Wait, now he got the green card. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. I got the green card. I got the green card. Plus Kanye. Kanye is scamming everyone with the Donda 2 thing. As we know, Ryan's still getting scammed with that. Ah, $210. Quick recap. Yes. Quick recap on, on Ryan. Right? Yes. So as I understand, the, what's it called? The stem cell. The, the stem, <laughs> stem player. Right, I'm sorry, yeah. Kanye West's uh, scam uh, music player. Yeah, that's right? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the only place you can get his album 100%. on this thing. Yeah. Right. So Ryan buys it for 210 US dollars. If only Ryan was here right now. To yeah, defend yeah. Himself. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make this clear, though. This is in a, like the about ten days before we leave America. The the thing says two to three business days delivery. Right. Okay, right. Go ahead. Yeah. Leaves America doesn't have it. So Great. now he's hoping against hope. A friend's mother, someone is... Like if only Ryan was here to tell the story. He's making it a nightmare for everyone for this thing to get you. Uh, like really inconveniencing everyone. His friend in, in America lives an hour from where it is. He's making her drive there, give it to someone else. They have to now remember that I've got a $210 scam in my handbag. I mean, to give you... I mean, that's a lot of money. It's ridiculous. That's a lot of money. 4,000 rand. You know, so this thing hopefully comes here. But I log on to the computer in the studio the other day. Yeah. And I go, oh, hold on. Look what's here in the favorites. He's left his logins uh, for Donda. Yes. And his little STEM <laughs> yeah, yeah. research pages there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I think I might just delete the whole thing. That would have been awesome. Just for a joke. Change the, you should have changed the password. Should change your password. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> now you've got him for 210 US dollars. So he's going to get the thing. Yeah. Get it, plug it in, he goes, this thing doesn't work. You know what you, you, know what you do? Change I, the I, password, I, and then now Ryan's got to do what? Like, come mow your lawn, 
oh, like yeah. take the leaves out every two weeks. That's what I I would this, do this that. Be, this this is huge. Think about it. It's a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like think think of the little things because especially now, um, well, what I've loved is your daughter's growing up. She started to get into sports, so you got to go watch that stuff. You don't want to do that on Saturday. What do you want to be doing? Mowing no, your lawn no, or watching no, your daughter no, play football? No. Be honest. Ron, and Ron's strong. Strong guy. Big man. Yeah. Big man, Like West Rand big as well. He's not like yuppie. He breaks doors. Yeah. He breaks. He just, <laughs> yeah. key doesn't fit in. I'm going to get it in. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's the wrong key. Ryan's having a tough time. Yeah. Hey, listen. $210 later in a scam. But I was in America and I realized <clears throat> with Ryan and I didn't get scammed. Don't worry about it. Well, I did partly, but different story. And... <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm still acid. Um, that, that's subscriber only. Yes, pay us six ninety nine. Yes, six dollars ninety nine a month, and you'll get that story. Exactly, that's it. Paywall. But I thought to myself, you know what I miss? First of all, American television, a complete and utter mess. If you're a sports fan, let me just tell you this: there's nine hundred channels on cable, right? Nine hundred. Not a word of exaggeration. You know, here in South Africa. Channel, if you're a sports fan, you live between 200 and 230, right? You know that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Paolo, you think, um, you, what do you want to watch? Champions League? I, I know you like football. Yeah, let's say Champions League. Okay, so you want to watch the Champions League. That is not available as a channel. It's on the streaming platform for CBS called Paramount+. Plus. I know what you're thinking. You probably want to watch that and then maybe the Premier League on the weekend. But that'll be close to each other, you're thinking. Sure. Oh, no, 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 no. The Premier League's on Peacock, which is a streaming platform for NBC, which is not next to CBS Sport. I know what you're thinking. You want to watch a bit of talk sport during the week. You're an NBA guy, Paolo. I know you love, you actually did a passive aggressive thing and you wanted me to buy your Bulls hat. Well, I was there. I know you like the NBA. Yeah, yeah. You're probably thinking, I'll watch that on ESPN. Oh, you are wrong. ESPN is nowhere near any of the other sports channels. So you, you can't just scroll and peruse like, okay, this is the sports section. Probably thinking, no problem, I like NFL anyway. I want to watch Fox. FS1's not next to those channels. It's like, it can be 8.36, it can be 2.91 for the other channel. So, we should be grateful for uh, um, Super Sport. But that's not what I missed. Can't find rugby anywhere. Like, like I would have, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a great saying. I would have sold my mother, right, into to anybody to find rugby to anybody and i love my mother i would have sold her to anybody to find the rugby channel no rugby and then i realized you know what i really miss a schoolboy rugby i really miss that part of my life like i really 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 miss school sports and then i came back and i nearly had a breakdown um i went to st david's <clears throat> ramshackle of an institution but anyway schoolboy rugby is what's up and did you, did you ever go to um, the rugby fest back in the day, Paolo? Because you're a married man now. You can't be doing those things. No. So I remember those days they were things, right? So I didn't go to one of these fancy schools. Uh, so they were th things that some of the guys went to to go because I said this way, the girls, we're going to go meet the girls. 100%. There's a place to go. 100%. Right? 100%. But because they weren't the guys with the trust funds, the girls weren't interested in that. That's like, true. Who is this rebel? Uh, yes. Who is this rebel? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, so I never quite got it, but I get I get it's a thing. I definitely know it's a thing. It used to be that. It because it used to be. I'm not going to lie. It used to be exactly what you're saying. For me, never got to experience it in school because that's actually the best time because all the girls' schools are also in the mix because mm. every guy's school has a sister school. Me playing rugby. If I'm at a festival, I'm jawling. No time for no time for madness. After school though, <laughs> used to be exactly what you're saying. 
but now it's a full-on sports fest. Like so, St. Stadion's is the original one, and that's the one. That's where it's at. Maybe you should. Oh, you're not going to be here. You're going away. You're, you're not going to be here for Easter. No, unbelievable. Because Easter is a big one. That's multiple big ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. But but St. Stadion's is the one where we want to be. That's where you want to be. Is Afi's the thing? Is this what Afi's happens here? Afi's is a big school. Yes, you're in the ballpark. They're not there. Grey Bloom. <clears throat> Yeah, That's a big thing. No, no. Grey Bloom are... The, They're the guys. They are... Flip on a Mava, by the way. You want to know what Grey Bloom is? Electric. Went from standard, five, standard six to matric. Never lost a rugby game. Not one rugby game. That's what... It, so I always say, the rest of us English schools, so I went to an English boys' school. We're playing for second. Like third place. Flip on a Mava went from standard six to matric. Never lost a single rugby game. Do you know how impossible that is? We spoke to him. <laughs> we had him on the show, and I remember it was there was a story round about the time of an American high school football team, soccer yeah. team, a soccer team that lost by a big score. And they, because in, in, in American school sports, they got like the forty. I know in in, in uh, gridiron, in American school, it's the forty rule. Once you hit forty, yeah. the game stops. That's it, right? And soccer is supposed to have the same thing with gentlemanly. And the other team just didn't stop. They just kept going, 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 and ran like, like into 20s or something. And I asked Flip, because I want to get like a sportsman view. Yeah. What's it like? What was, did, were you even in a situation? What's it like losing such a big game as a young sportsman? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I never lost. How awesome is that? <laughs> like, how awesome is that as a feeling? He's never Like, so, so for those who don't know, like if you didn't go to one of those schools, every boys' school knows. Grey Bloom, they are... They're the Catholic Church of what's going on. Those guys are the staporas of it all. Like every guy who's played first team at whatever school really wants to play Grey Bloom first team. But I, I spoke to those guys, right? They're f- they say their practices are harder than any game they've ever sure, played. Yeah. First and second team practices at Grey Bloom, harder than any game they've ever played. I spoke to some international guys that said to me, Grey Bloom practice was harder than international Springbok practice. That's the level we're Unreal. talking about. Never lost from Stanis Six, that guy. Unbelievable. And he's now in a Cambridge guy. He's saving the world. Yeah. No, his dad said, because uh, his brother was also a pro, yeah. pro rugby player, actual scientist. His dad said, listen, guys, first of all, because for those who don't know, Flip and I'm ever seen you, one of the greatest springboks of all time. He said, first of all, none of you are going to be better than me at rugby. Also, there's no idiots in this house. Sister as well, scientist. We're not playing around in, the, in that front of my world. Anyway, um, coming up is Saints Rugby Fest next week. Polly, you're not going to be here. It'll be so great to have you there because you, you should experience it now because your daughter's now getting into you. You might want to send it to like St. Stidians, one of these yuppie schools because you, oh, you're becoming a big time corporate guy as well. Yeah, yeah, you might. You might. Catholic. They start, you know what I mean? Boom, starts dominating the world. Plus, your, your lady's good at football. Excellent. There's, there's football now. Because it's not just rugby now. It's hockey. What else is going on? Football, netball, rugby, squash, tennis. So if your daughter's into that mix, there are so many schools rocking this year. But it's really about rugby. Did you ever go and watch schoolboy rugby? Like at a proper school? Because Paolo, Paolo you've, you, you've got a really interesting upbringing. You told me an, an amazing story. You only met your first non-Catholic person at the age of like 19. How or wild it, is that? How it's insane. Because I went to a Catholic school and I only associated with Portuguese outside of school. I did not know there were other religions. I knew they were, but they yeah. were probably Christian. I was like, to meet a Jewish person, my mind when I met a Muslim, my mind when I met an atheist. <laughs> this is the best.
mate. Thank you for you know what I mean? 19. 19 was the first time I met a Jewish person. Th- that doesn't even sound real. I know. Where were you living? <laughs> In a Portuguese community. <laughs> no, well said. But listen. Great guy. I'm glad mm-hmm. I met him. Jewish people, they're fantastic. You should be. It's Easter fest. That, as a Catholic, you should have been going to celebrate these, these things, right? Right. Yeah, well, so listen, um, next week, Thursday, the 14th is, so there's also levels of schools you want to go to, just so you know, like everyone can't admit it. Obviously, I went to the best one, like it doesn't get better than my school. It doesn't like nobody, everyone knows that's the Holy Grail, but we can talk about other institutions with respect because I'm a respectful person. That's what I am. (laughs) So whenever you hear saint, keep your daughter away from those people. St. Andrews, St. Albans. All of those guys. Got to look out for those guys. Keep your head in a swivel. That's one of the games. St. Andrews, though, not too bad. If you drive past Cubera. St. Andrews, I think there's a Porsche dealership across the road. Is that the one? No, that's St. Peter's. But I like, oh, I like that you know what saints yes, are. Yeah, that's St. Peter's. That's where, that's where James lives. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a ramshackle uh, place. Different place. St. Peter's, just primary school. Or, or they've got a pr- what they call prep and then college. No. Okay. Not where you want to be. St. Andrews, Grahamstown. Right. Yeah, yeah. The only thing that matters there, by the way, rugby shuts down whole weekend. St. Albans up the road, Pretoria. Ugh. So Afis, yes. they shadow these guys. Okay. St. Albans. So that's who's playing. Then the guys from the middle of nowhere, uh, Maritzburg, Michael House. You know those two schools. Peter Maritzburg. I know Michael House. That's, um, where's that? Midlands. Yes. Midlands. So second best to my school. One time we were out in Midlands, you know, you got to do that. You gotta do the thing. Sure, I, I did it. Weekend, weekend in Midlands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so nice. we go to like the one pub in town, and there's a guy there sitting, youngish guy, beautiful husky, and he's sitting there with no shoes. And it was August, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's, it's cold there. Yeah. And we're like, what, what is this guy? What's his play here? And obviously, everyone knew him. We're like, that's a Michael House kid gone wrong. Obviously, trust fund, lots, loads of money sent there to boarding school. Yeah. Because I'm not coming back. Dad, your company, your listed company, I don't want it. I'm staying here with my dog. Shoes. Well, what tends to happen with the Midland schools, it's a very unique world out there, right, is a lot of those guys are from there. So a lot of those uh, schools were okay. built. So my school is actually known as the Farm Boys School because right. it was built for the farmers in Hilton. So a lot of the guys are farm boys there. And those guys are tough. But a lot of what you're saying, the Chakra people, they, they tend to stay there, especially Midlands, very unique. Yeah, yeah. So my class, obviously, second best school in the Midlands, maybe third. I mean, depends on what the Kersney guys have to say about that. I, I don't really get involved. Once again, we're at the top, obviously. I don't get involved. But that'll be nice. My, uh, Maritzburg, tough guys. You, you've been to Maritzburg before? Uh, yeah, you, Maritzburg, you don't go. Middle of nowhere. You drive through it. <laughs> <laughs> Which breeds a certain type of person. Yeah, yeah, you just drive through. That's exactly it. But great school, by the way. Like within the sort of, hey, big school, college, Maritzburg College, great. And also good guys, like Solid Oaks, okay. not, not really, they don't really have much to be proud of. With all due respect, they're in Maritzburg, right? But they're like hard nose, middle of nowhere, so they don't get bothered. They, right. get, they get really tough. So they'll be playing my class. So it's yuppies against the real guys. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah, the tough farmers, Maritzburg, guys, oh, it's hot out there. It's hot and it's bleak and it's dry. Yeah. And it's Maritzburg. Humid. Very humid. Very humid. Um, Got to learn to wear shorts there. I've never seen you in shorts. What are you talking about? I love wearing shorts. Okay, must be someone else I'm talking about. Right, now a place I know you've been. Right? Ryan's never worn shorts. I've Ryan doesn't Ryan believe in shorts. shorts. Ryan doesn't believe in shorts. Ryan he says it shows too much skin. I'm like, what are you? you? Ryan who, who never wears sleeves. Yeah. Ryan, okay. 
No, he said, but he, I think I think it's below the belt skin. Ryan doesn't like to show it off. He's waiting for a good husband. You know what I mean? Like back in the Elizabethan days. Fair enough. He doesn't want to show too much risk Fair like enough. back in the day. St. Stidians, that's a school James Ilsley went to, went to. So now, like St. Stidians. <laughs> you do know. Like, this is the thing about private schools, right? Kind of should be prime real estate. <laughs> but, but please go of a place you drive through. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. You know what probably happened it's there? It's odd where it is. I know exactly what happened at St. Stidens. Bunch of rich guys were driving, and they were probably going to go fix their car. Randburg, mm. super industrial area. They were like, oh, my goodness, look at that. Is that all we have to pay for? All of that land? Excellent. Give me all of it. Because it's tricky, though, because it's such a massive ground. Yeah. I think, like, the one part of it is, sure, where you want to be. 100%. The main entrance is like, oh, oh, we didn't. We didn't drive through. We didn't have a Google map view of the place. We didn't fly over. I know, just you wait. just showed us this entrance. The one side's Brian Stinney. The one it's, it's side. It's like when you go look at a house. I said, oh, no, look at this great wall here. No, but what's, no, 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 don't worry, don't worry. Look here. Look here. Oh, the swimming pools, North Face. Look at the sun. Yes. No, 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 don't worry about that door. Don't, don't, look, in, don't look in that cupboard. No, no. And I think that's what happened to them. Have you met Mpeezy before? I have. So I went to Mpeezy school in the weekend. St. Stidians absolutely embarrassed them. 3322 St. David's, right? Their school looks like um, a bit of a hospital in Ilovo. So it's even more tricky because Ilovo is maybe the nicest area, maybe, maybe in all of Johannesburg, yes, right? Yes, You go into the school, though. Guys, paint your school, first of all. And also, I, I don't was, be terrible at everything. I've been to that school. St. David's. I've been there, yeah. Yeah, Maris Brothers. Yeah. Very nice. Yes, yes. Inanda, very nice. Yes. Terrible rugby team. Terrible. Since, I mean, St. Stidians could have beaten them like 100. They didn't. So... St. Sidians, I do know what you're saying. So they're playing Clifton. You ever been there? Great beach. Yes, Cape, Cape Town, West Cape. No. Not that one. Durban. No. Great no, place. No, no. Clifton, very nice. Houses. Oh. Okay. Clifton, that's where you want to live. Right. You go to Durban, Clifton, that's where you want to live. Clifton, very, very nice place. Um, here's a place where, if you're a Joburg Oak, you've definitely been in and around the, some of these guys. Because Parktown guys are not the guys you want to mess with. No, they are. De- <laughs> no. Certainly not. Now, they were, like, kind of fell in my school's range. Yeah. And we competed against them. And it, well, we won the field. Yeah, against you them participated near we them. We participated in the same thing yeah. they were doing. And they usually won. Parked on grade school. But across everything, not even sports, cultural stuff. Like, I was, a, I was the drama kid. I was the public speaking kid. Yeah. You know, wipe the floor with us. Wipe the floor. It's a great institution. And they'll punch you in the face if you're not careful. Parked on. They'll be very polite to you. But when that doesn't work, they'll punch you in the face. Yeah. No, Parktown guys. That, that's exactly what yeah. Parktown guys are. They play, they play Weinberg. Uh, now, Weinberg, they produce a guy called Jacques Cullis. Paulo, earlier I was talking to Ryan about a few things, and he brought up something you have in common with him. He, he, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. He said hair loss. And I, I was like, okay, well, you caught me a, a bit um, you know, on the back foot there. A guy called Jacques Cullis went to Weinberg. He did also go through hair loss, but he's done the hair plugs thing. Now, Paula, you've given a lot of hair loss people good advice before. My, now, I'm not losing my hair, but I've said shave early in life. Let people get used to you being bald. People losing their hair like Jacques Callis, he went plugs while he was playing, so smart, unlike Wayne Rooney. What would you say if someone's losing their hair? Speaking of hair, uh, I came across um, <laughs> an old show of yours <laughs> with your lockdown haircuts. This is fantastic. You, you actually look like Trevor Noah. Too. It was phenomenal, that lockdown haircut of yours. You've got to go find it. It's still on YouTube. It's, oh, yeah? it's great. I'd delete those if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> Make them ah. not exist. Ah. 
<laughs> Very deep lockdown. No, yeah. No barbers were open. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I'm all about so, safety. Hair loss. Give, give people some advice. If you are losing your hair. I th- you got to go early. You got to go early. If it starts early, do it early. Because then you're just the bald guy. Like everyone just knows you to not have hair. Yes. To gradually lose it. And it just gets worse, man. Because then you're competing with a lot of different things. Because if you go early, shave your head like in your early 20s, like you're still like in good shape, you're not getting wrinkles, you're not getting the frown lines, you're not getting the jowls, there's no gray in the beard, right? If you now leave all that, now it's a lot of stuff happening together, right? Because now your hair's thinning, point. you can't really put it, now the gray's showing, now you've got the weird lines, your skin's starting to get a little bit of pigmentation, starting to put on a little bit of extra weight that happens. Yes. So just, that'll come, but just go early on the hair. Go early on the hair. Buzz cut. Just go. It's not coming back. Bruce Willis did it. It's not coming back. Now, listen, I understand head shapes. This is a big problem with people. Okay, talk to me about you head don't shapes. Know what, you don't know what your head looks like until you just go. You don't know. But do you have to give it a go? I think gradually go. So I think don't, I mean, if you go from like receding to like zero, that's odd. Yeah. Because then there's the sun. Like my head hasn't seen the sun. Now it's different <laughs> colors. I don't know how to do it. Like, you know, I've yeah. nicked it, whatever. So you've got to do just gradually, just bit by bit by bit by bit, like over six months, get used to it, get some sun on your dome. Yes. Like just gradually build into it. When I was in America, Ryan. You were in America? I was in America. Did I tell you that? Um, I was there for a month. I mean, it's not a big deal. Whatever. I was at the NBA All Star game. I, I saw LeBron James. Yeah, I know. I've seen you picking out the bin for lunch. I know you were there. <laughs> <laughs> but. I hate to bring it up, but Ryan's going through a bit of a hair thing and he's really conscious about it, right? So I was just like, go Bruce Willis. Go. And he, he has the head shape, like insecurity. But I was like, you're insecure about your hair anyway, so shave it. Like mm. either you're going to be insecure with the thinning hair or be insecure with the bald head thing and then just get used to it. My advice for Ryan is he's palish. So I would say probably don't do it in winter. Do it in some, get some sun. Oh, uh, I see that. Get some sun, yeah. Being a bald person so hard. So much thought, honestly. I didn't realize this. And where do we stop washing our face? <laughs> <laughs> what if you've got a long what, face? Where do I stop? You've <laughs> got the longest face. You, what you save in shampoo, you spend on face wash. Where do I stop? My face doesn't end, yeah? What am I doing? <laughs> These are the problems. These are the things you've got to think about. You, you know what? And I, that's why bald guys, is like the whole Larry David thing. You yes. With bald guys. That's why we got to think with each other. Because you have taken the harder path. And you see guys who like still keep it up. Yeah. You know, then the two bald guys, you get into a, a lift with two bald guys. Yeah. Another bald guy gets in and a guy who's losing his hair doesn't want to let go. You're another bald guy. Yeah. yeah. Shave yourself. What are you doing? Yeah. Barber. What are you doing? You look at that other guy. Yeah, I take yourself seriously. This guy probably got holes in his underpants. <laughs> <laughs> That's why bald people respect each other. Yeah. Well, I didn't know. know it was this much work. It's a battle. Jacques Callas, he got plugs while he was playing. You know who did it badly? Wayne Rooney. Oh, man. He was too famous by the time he'd made a call on the hair plugs. But who is taking his money? Keep the receipt, man. But do like Jacques Cullis and buy the whole place. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he, owns he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Rooney must do the same. Just buy the place because then your staff won't rip you off because he's obviously been done in Rooney. Nah, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's a sad state of a terrible job. Shakiri did it well. 
Yes, but Sh- Shakiri disappeared, stopped doing headers. He <laughs> missed seven games in one season because <laughs> he did his head. <laughs> he missed seven games. Outstanding. Outstanding indeed. And then the school, so there's a school that tries to compete with my school, by the way. Like for that, where everyone wants to go, really. Right? For the English guys, anyway. Grey Blooms, obviously. Right. Bishops. Heard of them? I've heard of that. Cape Town. Yes. Yes. Ridiculous school. Because I was going to say to you, there's not many teams in Cape Town or schools. And then I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Bishops. The yeah. No, no. Bishops is, if you live in the Cape, yeah. that's where you want to go. You want to go to Bishops. Like, great guys. And they, they, they're one of those schools where, like my school, people hate us. People hate us. Absolutely hate us. If you, if you say you went to my school immediately, ah, even now. Like, and I don't even bring it up. People bring it up. Like, ah, oh. I'm like, oh, okay, sheesh. But if you say bishops, and they're like, kind of like our school. Nobody hates the bishops guy. Good guys. It's because they're cape. You know, like, oh, bro, chilling and surfing or whatever. I think that's what it is. That's what it is. But we, we know. We, we see them for what they are. So bishops take on Grey P. Grey P. See you, Galisi, you heard of him? Tulsa ah, guy? Yeah, I heard of him. Yeah. yeah. Tulsa people have done great things for this country. Nelson Mandela. Me, see how I see how I put myself in there. I'll, uh, well, and uh, not in that order, by the way. No, I'm not saying Nelson Mandela is above me. Listing, yeah, listing. I'm listing. I may very well be. Being closer gives you that edge because right. I'm the man in the arena, essentially. You know, once you're closer, you're in there. It's me, Nelson Mandela. I'm his statue. I've always said this his statue at uh, Santon City, too big. Put me next to him, give us about the same one. See Colisi, same one. All three of us, closer legends. Can the guy who made Ronaldo's bust make yours? <laughs> Wait, do I get to be next to Nelson Mandela looking like that, though? Yeah. I'll give you that. But the Ronaldo bust guy has to make yours. See Colisi, me, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Not in any particular order. No. I'm just saying. My, my friend's son goes to Gray. Gray P. Well, he finished. He, he matriculated last year. Oh, really? But their daughter's there because it's great girls. No, 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 no. They, they've got a, they've, something else girls. Yeah. Um, they've got a sister school. But he definitely went to Gray and PE. Yeah, so they'll yeah, be Because I remember because Sia Colisi came to the school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Weird thing, though. Sia Colisi the other day, I think it's a Temba Bavuma thing. Wishing St. David's. Now, has he given up on his alma mater? Well, you do it now. I mean, when you spring Springbok captain, you elevate. No, that's what you become statesman-like. Mm. Close the thing. I understand it. No, okay. You know, I, I, I wish everyone well. So I, sure, I get where sure. Sia is coming sure. from. Once you're closer. So uh, Saints Rugby Fest, well, it, you know, there's football. I might pop into the football as well. Might get involved in that. There's ladies football as well, which is awesome, by the way. Young girls now playing football. And now it's not a thing. I like that. There was a time it's when it was a deal, thing. Yeah. It's like girls are playing. Uh, I mean, how was uh, Barcelona last week at the Spotify New Camp? <laughs> 90,000 people to watch a, a, a women's art class ago. I, I like that it's, it's there. Like, mm. I, I'm so sick and tired of like, oh, women's football. Like, okay, the girls are playing soccer. Great. Let's yeah. just get on with it. Yeah. Like, they're a part of it now. Human beings are a part of liking stuff. Football, because if I think football's awesome, obviously other human beings, and I'm sorry to burst some bubbles out there. Women are people. Obviously, they're going to like football. Let's stop talking about it. Let them get yeah. involved. And I've said this to Paolo and Paolo, you don't have to answer this on here. The money position for your daughter, because obviously every child I've always believed is a retirement plan for a parent. Your daughter's got to play inside forward. Forget the striker thing. They're not scoring goals anymore, Paolo. She's got to play inside. Is she left foot or right foot? She's right, but I, I do worry about it. It's, it's a very tactical thing right now that the inside forward. Surely number nines mm-hmm. have got to come back into formation. You've got to be rounded. Be rounded. <sighs> you know what? Center backs. 
Paulo Dembele is still making three hundred thousand pounds at um, Spotify Barcelona. So if I'm your your daughter inside, so she's right footed. Imagine selling out. Oh, <laughs> the sky! All right, Paulo, you're gonna be you're gonna be away for a while, which makes but, me but, sad. But wait now, so so these schools yes. are there scholarships going, or is it just a bunch of rich kids? I mean, what what's the deal? No, no, there's scholarships going, uh, but you've got to be Einstein, right? Or you've got to be genetic freak. Okay. Um, so if you, but but they're doing away. There's less and less of the sports scholarships. They don't really because yeah, cool. now it's about the purity of it all. Now we let's get some cultural and academic stuff because there was a big push at a stage where teams were just fully loaded, and it's like, okay, look, how come you've got twenty of those genetic freaks and everyone else? You know, like Afrikaans schools don't need scholarships. Like Grey Bloom, they're turning away people. You, you know what I was noticing, and this might just be my observation, is that no, you just listed the Premier League of this. I mean, that's the best of the best. Yeah. What my observation was is that the sort of second and third tier schools, so good schools with good teams, were going to the wall and kind of like doing a lot of devious stuff yeah. to compete with those schools, right? Yeah. And I always heard of things like schoolboy doping and, and that ugly side of it uh-huh. to go like the pressure now to compete with those schools. But like, don't do it because they don't do the wrong things. Those but schools do it the right way. 100%. You get up there the right way, but the pressure to get up there to try break into that um, is so huge, but I suppose it's to get into the top tier of any sports. And you brought up such a great point, and I think it's a, it's a, it's an important thing to address. Is that I it, in my time it was a problem across schoolboy rugby. It was two thousand and sort of two thousand till about really two thousand seven. No, it, yeah. it was a problem. I mean, <clears throat> I keep telling people. I mean, I was never on the on the good stuff, and we never got caught because we were tested rigorous, rigorously at my school, like proper, 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 because it was becoming a problem. Like. But rugby players are so much smaller now, it's because they're testing sure, now. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, like, I went and watched uh, the St. David St. Sidney's game. I'm like, wow, the, I was 85. So I was 15 kilograms heavier uh, in school than I am now, right? I'm, I'm about 70, 71 now. I was about 85 in school because back then I, I was on the creatine mm. and then just like state of the art. I, listen, it's the most professional sport you will get in this country. Schoolboy rugby at that level yeah. is the most professional thing in South Africa, right? But what I, what I do like to see is that the rugby players are 17 and they look 17. There was yeah, a yeah. stage where it was they getting... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and great point. And I think as a parent, and I think a lot of parents were starting to get scared because it wasn't safe anymore, yeah. no matter how... And you can only make rugby so safe. And, but it's great to see them looking human again. What it tells me is that the, the testing now is just too good, Paolo. Yeah. So I think for a lot of parents, they were scared to send their kids there because that was a thing. But, but I know now for a fact, uh, just at my school and sort of that region, we're not playing that anymore, guys. Yeah. We're not doing it. And, and that's a great point, trying to come up. But it just can't happen now because now the authorities are involved. And listen, there's a lot of money in being good at sport now. Mm. So now once there's money involved, we've got to make it official, right? Yeah. We've got to organize it. Because if your rugby team's good, it attracts money. It attra- you know what I mean? So that was part of it for a while. But now culture is a big thing. Like cultures of it, it, that, that's come up. So a lot of those scholarships are going that way, and I think it's I think it's nice that they've turned the festival into like a, a sports like festival. A festival, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. now you can come watch your daughter playing football, hockey in the morning, watch a bit of rugby, get out of there, and it's still only three in the afternoon. You know, you know what I mean? It's not just let's go to the entertainment tent and what it was back in the day, which was a fun time. But it's we, we've evolved now. Mm. We've evolved. Netball's a part of it now. Like like that's cool. You, you know what I mean? So sports festival, St. Stadiums. Uh, that's the first one. That's 14th. Tomorrow, I'll have a special guest in here, PZ, who went to St. David's. 
um, he's going to be in because he he's a bit of a, a bit of a bugger, a bit of a raggers with the buggers. He <laughs> he's that guy. Paulo Diaz, we're not going to see you for a while, man. So, but I will be working. I will be working on the MKT show. Excellent. Because there was a feature that I was doing on the show, Paulo's Weird World of Football. Yes. We loved it. It was hilarious. The best. Phenomenal. The best. I love football. I love weird stuff. So yeah. why not put them together? <laughs> right. I'm going to go watch. Because you go over, you go, oh, should we go watch a Premier League game? The only game we could really get in the time frame was United, Norwich. I'm like, probably a good game. I do not want to go watch the two worst teams in the Premier League. Imagine yeah. going to watch United, Norwich. Probably a good game in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> God, if not, only It'll be not, competitive. Maybe not a good game. Competitive. God, no. I, I was like, no. And, and the tickets were ridiculous. Yeah. They were ridiculous to just do. It's just like, forget about it. I think in comparison, the last time we went over, we watched the first game of the season, United-Leicester, and it was a third of the price to sit in the Stratford end. Wow. Compared to what nosebleeds now for Norwich in a meaningless game. Yeah. And, and just with COVID, we don't know the testing, with the time we booked. It's all like cool to move around now. But I'm going to Ireland to go visit my brother-in-law. And he got us tickets to watch the Bohemians, right? One of the big teams in Dublin. But why we're going to go watch it is this year, the Bohemians released a Bob Marley commemorative kit. And in a special match, the one we're going to, our tickets are even like Rastafarian. You're theory. joking. Because their stadium is the last place, the last open venue Bob Marley appeared in, played in in Europe before he died. I think he then went to go play one or two club gigs. Uh-huh. This was the last open air venue he played in, in Europe before he died. Their stadium. Yeah. So they released this commemorative kit. I think it's the anniversary of that couple of, well, probably, probably 35 years or so. Uh-huh. Probably, yeah, around about 35, 36, around about, must be. And we're going to that game. So I'm going to go watch a League of Ireland game. And you know I'm taking my recorder with me. That's a recorder underneath the yeah, desk there. Yeah, yeah. Taking it with me to go, right, let's get some footage to come back. Paolo's Weird World of Football on the road edition. And I'll be reporting back on going to go watch a League of Ireland match. Always at work. <laughs> Paolo Diaz, always at work. <laughs> always looking for dumb stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Is your, it stupid? Yes, I'm all over it. Your, your wife's probably thinking, what do you think of this restaurant? You're like, i got to record the Bob Marley kit. Bob Marley. And we're going on Good Friday. It's gonna, and the next week is the Dublin Derby against Shamrock Rovers. Is that Pico Punk Lane? Pico Punk. That's Pico Punk's club, Shamrock Rovers. If you don't know what that is, you have to listen to the podcast from before. Just quickly. Yeah. Cub Verde, uh, their centre-back, born in Ireland to Cub Verde parents, uh, goes by Ricardo Lopsch, but he calls himself Pico when he plays for his country. So we kind of had invented a cop show called Pico and Pong. Yeah. To solve crimes. crimes. And, um, but we were warned against going to the Shamrock Rovers because it's just a brawl. Uh, it's just mass brawl fighting in the streets. I don't want to. I don't want to put Irish people in a box. Oh, well, that's what I was going to say. How would you know? This? I mean, <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> do you know <laughs> that is awesome. So that's. I'm so looking forward to because it's going to be outrageously silly, f- grassroots, moronic football, and I can't wait. For I'm it. looking forward to this. Pico Punk and Bob Marley kit. Oh, did, did you buy the kit yet? I got the Bob Marley kit. It's waiting for me when I arrive. This is excellent. In trade, I, had a, I have to take a Springbok shirt in, in trade. Ah, uh, I see. Um, but uh, if one's waiting for me, it's going to be electric. I'm sort of, it's going to be the dumbest thing I've probably 
dumbest sport event I've ever gone to. This is excellent. Paulo Diaz, a man who works very hard, family man. His daughter's going to play inside forward so that we can have the benefits when she's playing at the uh, Spotify uh, No Comp inside left. She's earning 300,000 pounds a week by then? Yeah, probably Spotify Barcelona. She'll be <laughs> Paulo, good stuff. Travel safe. We look forward to having you back. Can't wait to hear Pico Ponk. Maybe get the first episode shot while you're there, by the way. They're, I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. I've got a brand new iPhone. We can do things like that. Oh, did that. you? Yeah. Well, what iPhone oh, did you? months for it. Oh, your oh, iPhone I, 13? I got it in December. Oh, listen. You know you're old when you can't set up your iPhone. Oh, uh, boy. Two, two reasons you know you're old. You can't set up your new iPhone, and you don't know anyone who won a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're old. Uh, <laughs> Paolo Diaz, the MKT Show. Good stuff. Paolo, please be safe. Like, oh. I mean, I don't want you getting shamrocked when you're there. You know what I mean? With a shillelagh. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be shillelaghs. Be safe and we'll see you we'll see you in a month. Yeah. Or so. I don't know. Like you probably have to ease your way back in. So we'll see you in a month and a half. You know, when you come back, oh, you, you don't know, just yeah. get straight you know back I'm in. Like, yeah. Really All right, Paolo. Good stuff. Uh, enjoy yourself out there. You, family, and seeing more family. That's yeah. Friends, family, everyone's coming over. All friends are coming. It's going to be wild. Family squared. I'm, I'm here for it. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, we are the hell out Thank you.